is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, everybody. Um, just welcome to Lindell Report. Um, trying to do two things at once. I'm trying I'm trying to get our live stream over here, and I, I guess uh, I don't know if that's working. Hello, everybody. Because um, we know on Facebook, I got completely, uh, we're down to 400 people doing that Facebook Live. Uh, Brandon, are you there? I'm here, Mike. Okay, why don't we get right into the show? I've got so many things going on, and I... Uh, this, a lot of this stuff is going to be brand new to me. I did get a report, I guess, an email from Kurt from Kurt Olson. Did you get that or something that's going on in Colorado? It's yes. breaking news. Yes, and I have on tonight at uh, 8.15 Central, um, State Representative Ron Hank, who's also running for U.S. Senate, on this legislation in Colorado that's moving quickly. Basically, they're going to take all the election clerks and get rid of them in Colorado and uh, bring everything down to the power of the government, which I think is getting everybody ready for what is ultimately coming, which is HR one to federalize all our elections. So okay, okay, but all, but by saying that, they also he said it also it would be mandatory machines. <laughs> wow, that's what I you know mandatory machines. I've heard all this. So basically, this is something they're trying to push through. The crooked Secretary of State Jenna Griswold. Uh, she it's remember everybody, we are in a race. We are in a race, but see, it's almost like a criminal race. Who's the bigger criminal, Jenna Griswold or Brad Rassenberger? And I guess there's a new one today. Now, um, there's a couple new ones that just came. They're coming up from the pack, um, but we can talk about them later. Let's, so I have uh, state. So just to reiterate, 8:15 Central Time tonight, uh, Colorado State Representative Ron Hanks will be on about what you're talking about right now on Lindell TV. Right on. Hey, I'm looking. I'm trying to get her, get her live for the first time. Welcome everybody to get her. Um, this is pretty cool, Brandon. We're going to be hooking this up, so when we go live on our feeds, we can hook right into Getter. I'm going to talk to those guys, and uh, and we'll be able to uh, be able to watch your show, maybe, huh? Good. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> everybody, I want to quick tell uh, a couple things here before we bring it. We have Tim Rantham waiting. Yes, we do, and in fact. Um, he is making big news if we want to do a little hook to make everybody aware and get out there and tell everybody to join us. He is making news all over the Midwest today. Uh, I broke it on my show as it was in real time because I was getting texts from people in Wisconsin. Speaker Voss kicked him out of a meeting. Here is the screen if you guys want to show it. This is KSTP.com right there in your backyard, Mike. Channel 5, ABC, KSTP, Wisconsin GOP leader rejects election decertification call. And, of course, uh, it's also making news. Look at that. They even have a picture of uh, uh, Tim, Wisconsin Republican Rantham, Tim Rantham. Uh, it, you know, they, they go on to write about the fact he was kicked out of the meeting, out of the room by the Speaker of the House in Wisconsin. Now, we'll that was today. That was the big meetings that were going on today, yes. correct? Yes, and Tim everybody will be joining us. Remember, everybody remember, um, um, I met with or I had Robin Voss on the phone. Uh, it was on my show. I had to leave my show early. Um, I couldn't hear anyway. It was the night we had Garland on, and I couldn't hear him very good. This was maybe a week or so ago. And I caught, it was Robin Voss calling me back. And uh, Robin Voss and I talked for an hour and a half. 
And I told him, you know, you, you're either a traitor or a hero. There's no in-between, Robin. You asked for Gableman to do this investigation in your state of Wisconsin. And, you you know, what did you think? What were you going to do with what he found? When he found all this crime and all this all this uh, uh, evidence, crime, crimes were committed, felonies were sought after the whack. Um, it's all laid out for you, Robin. And uh, you know what he said? I said, you need to decertify and listen to Tim Rampant. You know what he said, Brandon? What? He said, Mike, until we have a Republican governor, our hands are tied. I said, you ain't going to get a Republican governor ever again, <laughs> ever. That's right. Because you still got machines. You still have a corrupt a corrupt state. And I, I go, and, and it's almost like I look back now and I think, you know what? You know, you, Robin, you got to be in on this. That's the only thing. That's the only explanation. He has to be in on it. He is the guy. He's probably, I think he's going to end up being known as a traitor, Brandon, because there's no other explanation that, you know, that you didn't. He goes, well, I'm taking people. I'm not going to, um, the Congress had ended last Thursday or whenever it was, the legislating session. And he goes, I said, well, you could always call him back. He goes, highly doubtful. I'm not going to do that. And he goes, Mike. And I said, I told him about all the evidence we had to show him. I said, well, can we show you all the stuff that we, um, in Wisconsin, all the things that are there that, but he's already seen a lot of it. And I said, uh, um, and you know what he said? He goes, um, well, you, he goes, no, he goes, I'll wait till after the 16th. I have a lot of meetings on the 16th that people are going to tell me how I can decertify Wisconsin and all this stuff. And so now you're telling me they kicked him out of the meeting. Yep. Um, it's disgusting that Tim, um, I mean, Robin Vostan has got to be in on it, and it's uh, these are this is the biggest cover-up for the biggest crime in the history of the of the world. Basically, um, there's no bigger crime, there's no bigger, um, and there's no bigger cover-up. Robin Voss, and and then you know, Brand, the president sent out a thing and said, you know, Robin Voss should uh, you know decertify. I mean, basically said, hey, you need to keep these guys in session and hold down your electors. I mean, it's to, this is what the whole, Robin, why did you do the investigation? If, 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 did you find anything? Is that what you were hoping for? So you didn't have to make any decision of your big cover-up? But you happened to pick a guy that didn't give up and kept going and going and going, that being uh, Michael Gableman, by the way, an ex-Supreme Court judge in, in Wisconsin. So you had a very credible uh, guy do this whole investigation, and he goes, you know what? Here it is. You've got to decertify it. My recommendation is decertify. Brandon, what was that, 125-page report? Uh, I, I, that's, I think it was longer than that, but that's pretty close. Yeah, it was, it was big. But, um, well, let's bring on Tim in a uh, second here. Or let's bring him on right now. Tim, and I, I got He's uh, actually, I think, at a big rally. Tim, welcome to the Lindell Report. You're on with Mike Lindell. Are you at a big rally today, tonight, this afternoon? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. And by the way, I'm sorry I can't see your handsome faces on screen. I got to do this on the phone tonight because I am uh, remote. I'm in Plover, Wisconsin. There's a large rally right across the street from the Best Western where uh, Speaker Voss and Majority Leader Lemmehu are meeting with the uh, all of the GOP caucus chairs and vice chairs. This and is not a public includes... meeting. The doors are not open. This is a closed no, door no, meeting, just, right? Just, just like just like the meeting this afternoon with the speaker. Everything's closed door. There's no transparency. There's no 
openness. It's it's uh, all under stealth so that they can control the narrative and uh, and be plausible deniers. And so the rally across the street, what, are the, what is the rally about? Is that protesting the closed-door meeting? Uh, well, uh, the, the rally is actually to um, protest the lack of decertifying uh, our electoral votes here in Wisconsin. They had originally named it a Rampton rally to reclaim, but then Voss was spreading a negative messaging about me saying that I'm dividing the party and I'm trying to prevent the meeting between the chairs and the vice chairs from happening, which is totally false. Well, fronts. no, 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 Tim. Tim, I think you are dividing the party. You got you got Robin Voss and uh, Brad Rasberg and about 10 other guys and all the rest of the party is with you. <laughs> okay. Well, then I stand corrected, Mike. Thanks for that. But, <laughs> but, on, but, but, on, but on a more direct note to his point, he, he this is what he does. He wants to make people afraid of something. Then he picks somebody to blame for it, in this case, me. So he gets the fear mongering going about party division and then it's all my fault he's actually the one heading our party he is the origin of obstruction across the board he should have dealt with this crisis a lot better a long time ago and had i been in charge we wouldn't be having this conversation because we wouldn't have had resolution the reason why we don't is he doesn't want resolution mike you were right to say what you said he's culpable in some regard he's compromised there's something wrong with the way in which he's not dealing with this issue yeah. because I don't think he can afford to have truth come out. Right. I, there's something very wrong there. You either you either are blackmailed or you're in on it or you yep. uh, um, you or you have fear. Maybe maybe somehow fear threatened. I I don't know, Tim, but I do know that I don't care which one it is. You're either going to be a traitor or you're going to be a hero. And I told Robin on the phone that the other day, about a week ago, I said. That's the way it is. And that's every single legislature, not just in Wisconsin, that's sure. across all these other states. You're either yep. going to go down, if you don't do nothing about 2020 and fix 2020, traitor to our country. There is no yep. in-between. Hero, traitor. Hero, traitor. And, you know, I want to ask you, Tim, Tim, why do you think that Robin did this big investigation with having Gableman do it? But I asked him that question, and... I said, why did you have him do this big investigation if you weren't going to do anything about it, if you found the biggest smoking gun in history, which he did? You found the, you found everything. You even found some of the criminals, the WEC, and, you, and now you just say, well, we found it all, but we're going to wash it under the table. Why would he even bother and do an investigation? Optics. To make it look like he cared, to make it look like the party was going to do something so that people would vote and and vote for Republicans. He's only worried about re-election and majority control in the legislature. Nothing else matters to him. Okay. Well, I will say this then. If that's the case, then, you know, because he tried to order the investigation, I think, stopped earlier. Do you really believe that he – what did he think, that Gableman wouldn't do his job and find all this criminal fraud? Well, the, the non-disclosure agreement, i.e. contract that was created between the speaker and Mr. Gableman, uh, everybody thought would, would protect the data from coming out if he didn't like it. So there was a, a level of surprise around the Capitol when Gableman came out uh, a couple <laughs> of uh, Tuesdays ago. And, and basically, by the way, 90 percent of his data, gentlemen, is, is in my 72 slides. So he took a lot of my information that I had done for free. I didn't charge the state $696,000, excuse me, 676000 
but uh, anyway, but but he had some other elements in there that were very very powerful and very value based. Right. So I, right. I commend Mr. Gableman for for the work he did, and for him to come out and say we need to take a very hard look at decertification was a big surprise to me. The fact that right. he said it after thinking it was going to get filtered by the speaker was a surprise to a lot of people, but it's out there. Then he was circling around behind the scenes, by the way, so I was told, telling everybody, well, he's going to do a retraction, he's going to do a retraction, and I think he did that just to appease people, but Mike never did a retraction. He's still out there, you know, supporting... He's still out there with a... He's still out there putting it out there, and everybody, just so everybody knows, what came out of there with with Mr. Gableman going going forward and and he didn't care you know I, he was that to me was uh you don't tell me what to do I found this evidence this report's getting out there you don't get to suppress it Robin Voss but but Kim a couple things happened and was Fox News well first of all Newsmax had Jenna Ellis on there talking about his report now, that's a big step for Newsmax, right? I mean, huge, okay? So I called up the owner, Chris Ruddy, and I said, Chris, I said, you know, thank you for having a constitutional attorney on there talking about the report that came out of Wisconsin that they should decertify it and stuff. And and, he, and I said, um, and he goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, now, can I come on? He said, I'm not quite ready for you, Mike. But, I mean, that's a big step for Newsmax to at least start reporting the news again when it comes to election crime of 2020. Gableman also was able to go on Tucker. That blew my mind. I'm going, are you kidding me? me? I texted Tucker. I said, thanks, Tucker. I said, you know, this is a step. I know maybe maybe by having him on, uh, you know, Tucker would say, hey, I didn't get fired by Fox. Maybe I could bring on another guest. Who who knows? But, But, I mean... There was uh, the word got out there, and then the. But what did they do? You know, Robin Voss to not do anything about it. You have to be compromised. You have to be in on this. He needs to be called out. I I'm, I say criminal. I mean, I, I'm calling. I'm calling criminal. That's what I'm calling because you're protecting. I asked him on the phone, Tim. I said, how come they dropped the felony charges that they're that they were going to press against the WEC? I said they're corrupt. And all he kept coming back to us, until we have a Republican governor, our hands are tied. Tim, if you pull down the electors, the Republican governor has nothing to do with that. They can't veto that. Is that correct? That's correct, sir. I think what he's doing is he's trying to leverage the fact that we had election bills, nine of them, and only one of them was signed. Eight of them were vetoed. And the subsequent legislation that Robin wanted to push through for optic reasons probably will be vetoed as well. I would ask the question. We have election laws on the books that were not followed. They were broken, and nothing's happened to anybody who broke the law. So to me, it makes no sense to add more legislation to our books when we don't enforce the stuff we got. But he wants to do it for optics like the Republican Party is going to fix the election. I'll fix the election when I'm governor, but it's not going to be through the legislature per se. We're going to come at it from a different avenue. But if he thinks I'm going to sign off on a bunch of bills because I'm the Republican governor, that's that's uh, that, that's going to be another guest coming for him, I think. Well, is it right? When is Robin Voss up for election? This year, every two years yeah. for legislators. He won't uh, be around. Assembly. Let me tell you, the people have the people know it doesn't matter what yeah. the, what's going on out there. Ninety. I think uh, at the at the um, at the rally that I was at in South Carolina. This stat came out that was 98 uh, percent. This is uh, I, I don't know where they got who they pulled. Polls are polls, but 
This was a poll. 90% of the Republican uh, people that are Republicans uh, are behind Donald Trump. That's that's even that's so bizarre. I couldn't believe that. And I go, where did they get that poll? It even sounds like that's like the most amazing number I think I've ever heard. Well, you know, wait. Till, so the basic what I'm saying is the people know they're going to know we're going to call out these people like Robin Voss and your Karen fans down in down in uh, Arizona who also have struck. Um, I would say that. Um, Robin Voss is more like a Rusty Bowers now. He's in the criminal category as far as I'm concerned. And we are going to let everyone, I guess, I guess uh, it, in your mind, I thought he was meeting with some private citizens today. Uh, he didn't have that meeting with cyber guys or anything, uh, with lawyers actually, or anything. To actually, there, yeah, okay, so yeah, there was a 10 o'clock meeting today that I went to because I was asked to by the private citizen organizer so the backstory is on a radio show about three maybe four weeks ago the, the caller called in and said would you meet with some people and he said yes he would so he committed on air publicly robin voss that he would meet well that meeting was today at 10 o'clock i went because i was asked to be there and when i got there and people were coming into the room then he came in the room and he canvassed around and then he said uh this is my meeting and tim you need to leave and i looked wow. at Jefferson and i said yeah, and I said, Jefferson, wow. you know, I, I thought I could come. And Jefferson argued, and he said, Jefferson's the guy that set it up on the people side. And he said, well, I helped set this meeting up, too, and I actually asked you for the meeting. So your meeting, my meeting, I said, I would like this guy here. He's the 59th rep. It's his resolution we're going to talk about. And he goes, no, he's running for governor, and I don't want any campaign stuff, you know, involved in this meeting. Bottom line, <laughs> what he doesn't want, what he doesn't want, guys, is he doesn't want me to get any credit because I'm not his gubernatorial pick. Uh, he's got the establishment pick, and the gal that he wants to win is going to be the rubber stamp for the party, right? Well, I'm not that, okay? So he doesn't want me to look good in, in public. He doesn't want me to have any victories. This is how he operates, by the way, with the Democrats, too. So he's kind of treating me like a Democrat. He doesn't want any any good news right. and any, any wins for me. So, so I, I stepped, by the way, I was going to argue with him. I was going to go at it and right there in the meeting and call him out you know, and GPS, go pound sand, right? And then I thought for a second, well, he might pick up his toys and leave. We've got people from all over the country. John Eastman was there, Dan Eastman, no relation. Uh, we had um, Ivan Rickman was there, and, and uh, um, uh, David Jose and Josh Barnett from Arizona came up. And so we had a series of people in the room to speak yep. at the constitutionality effort. I did not want him to walk out and blame me for leaving. So I right, left. I right. took one so for the team. Right. Yeah. And that was probably good a good thing there. I was I was actually going to go to that meeting at one point and uh but I talked to him on the phone for an hour and a half and I yeah. you know, we will see, you know, what comes out of that, but you can there is only one explanation as to why he would not decertify Wisconsin with all the criminal things that have went on and there, and you have a not just the report, you have the Racine County Sheriff. I asked him straight out, I go, "Robin, how did how did they drop the charges? How did the DA? Well, they didn't have standing in that county. I'm going, oh, really? Is that what you believe? And uh, I mean, the guy basically came down to everything I said. Until we have a Republican governor, our hands are tied. He, I'm going, no, you can decertify tomorrow. He goes, well, it wouldn't get anywhere. I'm going, you know, he's just had an excuse. And he goes, he goes, Mike, why do I get attacked? I mean, I, I get attacked by you, by the, by both sides or whatever. And I'm going. Because you're not doing you're not doing anything for the people, the people. This is supposed yep. to be governor, got people that govern for the people, 
You are part. You are either a compromised criminal or you're black man. Why don't you just come clean? What is it? Because otherwise, you would not do make the moves he's making. Nobody right. does an investigation unless, like you say, it's all for show. If you're not going, if you find that there was crimes committed, and you say, you know what, we're just gonna, you know, just put that under the table and ignore the people's what the people's will is, and ignore saving Wisconsin, saving our country, and therefore manifesting to save, uh, um, um, quite frankly, everyone in the you know everything there's a, there's a, freedoms our freedoms that are that are going to be stole from us uh, forever if this if these machines right. stay in. There, there's, an, and this, there's another there's another really big day coming up, Mike. I got to tell you, and Brandon, about uh, the 24th of March. True, the vote is coming in, and it's supposed to be the game over, bombshell evidence. Uh, it's it's going to end all all conspiracy talk. True, the vote's coming in on the 24th of March, and and according to what I heard today, the follow-up from today's 10 o'clock, they're going to have another one uh, on or before April 1st. No joke, by the way. Um, and uh, that's going to be the follow-up to the today today's meeting as well as March 24th. So I think in the next two weeks, some tangible things are going to happen in Wisconsin, and I'm still but, very confident. But who are they meeting? Who are they? Who are they coming? Who's true to vote coming to meet with? Voss? Great, great question. Thank you for asking. No, the campaign and elections assembly committee with Branchen. They're going to meet with the committee, which is the formal authorized way to do it, and they're coming in to present to the campaign committee. This is great. So we're going to get the campaign back reengaged. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. I know, but what can they? What can be done? You still to decertify? You got to call back in. Uh, uh, you got to call people back in a session, right? Right, right. Well, and then the, the hitch on that is there's only two entities essentially, well, three total um, that can call a special or an extraordinary session: the governor, or both leaders of each house. So Voss and Lemahue have to agree to have an extraordinary special session, or you can't have one. Or the governor can call one. Now, in the case of the governor. The legislative majority doesn't listen to him. They just gavel in and gavel out. So the true only two that can call it and make it happen are the two guys that are obstructing the process right now. So I'm not holding my breath on anything right now. We've got to get right. the 24th behind us and a follow-up to today, and then who knows what will happen. Right. I'm, okay, because if they come in, I mean, I mean, you don't need any more evidence you already have in Wisconsin. So now you're That's just going to bring in something more. You're bringing in yep. something more. We actually have something where – the military votes, everybody, all went to Biden. And we know of at least three counties, and we think it could have been. Uh, this is uh, the overseas votes that were emailed in. Now, we're, you know, to checking on these. I mean, these are things that, I mean, oh, you can just keep piling stuff on, but we're going, you know, is it like that old game, spill the beans, uh, where every bean is a crime? What are you waiting for it to spill over? I mean, how much is enough? So when you say that, Tim, what we're going to bring in, do you really believe Robin Voss is that much uh, that naive or that stupid that he can't read a Gableman report and say, um, there's nothing to see here. I'm not going to do anything. I, I don't I don't get it. What you know, what well, what with the 24th you bring in? Hey, look, we got more. I want we yeah. got more. I could well, I told him I got piles I could pile on him. And here, here, if, here, here. What, what do you think he's just going to go? Okay, wow, there's finally I met my threshold. Mike, it's a great point, and here's the answer. Now the pressure is going to go back onto the legislative body. When these right. guys, so, okay, so I, I got my stuff out there, and they're ignoring it because they're told to. Mike comes out with his stuff, 
And they're like, holy smokes, Mike actually agreed with Rampton. Then we had the meeting right. today with more data. Now we're going to have the meeting on the 24th. We're going to start coming back around to the body and say, listen, as a majority caucus, we're going to call for a, a special session. We're going to call for an extraordinary session. Either that or we're going to go after them legally through maladministration and hold them all accountable, and the people can call for uh, the return of the ballot. So this can, is not can, can over I by ask, a long shot. we got options. So can, they, can the legislatures, can, uh, with the majority, can they call themselves back into session? I think the pressure from majority of the members would make that happen. Yes, sir. Right. Because you are, I see what you're saying. Even though the media is the worst media in the history of the world, um, and the, and but the people on the ground, the people of Wisconsin, these stuff just keeps coming out and coming out. Yep. That they that maybe the pressure. What do you think about? Uh, uh, I just seen on 60 Minutes or heard about it. I was so upset last night. I couldn't <laughs> even run my own show on a rerun this morning because I just went ballistic on these. Uh, on was it Kathy Bernier out of Chippewa Falls? Yep. One of the most uh, disgusting people I've ever. Have you ever met her? Is she that disgusting? Is she? Yeah. Is she? Is she that stupid? She's yeah. obviously not she's, that stupid because she's seen. I think Gable she's involved too. She's involved she's too. She's got to be uh, the biggest criminal in this country. I think uh, she's right up there with Rassenberger now because she did. She went out of her way to say everything I'm doing, everything you're doing, everything Brandon Howard, everything anybody's doing is just a big charade. It's a yes, big sir. charade. Kathy Bernier doubled down, tripled down, and you know, and she said, hey, I'm Kathy Bernier. I know there was no election um, crime because down in Fulton County, they counted something there. Really? Did you see the suitcases? Did you see the truth to vote? You know, yeah. Kathy Bernier is absolutely, uh, the, I mean, you would not, even if you're, a, even if you're a threatened or whatever, you wouldn't go as far as to go on 60 Minutes. That means you're compromised. You're part of it. You yes, are sir. a criminal in my mind. Yes, sir. Total yep. criminal. And I went crazy. That's just, just that's that's unreal. Now, did did Robin Voss go on 60 Minutes too, Brandon? No. Uh, there was just they, a clip of him, but he was yeah. not interviewed. There was just a clip yeah, of they, him. They had clips, but yeah, he wasn't on. So it was only Kathy that was interviewed? Kathy, yeah, and then they did. interviewed what is the Secretary of State that they put in a basement. Yeah. and uh, Doug, Doug, Doug LaFollette. And then they interviewed I, Megan. What, what about did they interview somebody on the WEC? Yeah, I they interviewed so. Megan. They get they give a big they give a lot right. of time to Megan. Have you ever met that criminal? Tim, yeah. Tim, have I met her? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what are these people on the WEC where they say five of them uh, were going to get felonies and one of them wasn't? To me, if the sixth one knows about it, they're a felon too. Um, I just don't. How do these people live with themselves, Tim? I don't get it. I mean, he, he voted. The, 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 the one was Bob. The one was Bob Spindell, and he voted no, and uh, that's why they went after the five, two Republicans and three Democrats that actually voted to break state statute, and that's what the suit was about. And and Voss wow. was calling the DA's office, by the way, and Racine regularly for weeks, and all of a sudden she comes out and says, "Well, I'm not going to prosecute." because I don't have jurisdiction over the people. They don't live in my county. So I guess it's That's okay what, if you live in Fond du Lac County, you can drive down to Racine County and commit a crime and then go back home and not, you not have to get arrested. Yeah. But that's, it was pretty shallow, pretty shallow. Absolutely disgusting. So everybody, if you heard that, Robin Voss made the call to the DA. I asked him about that on the phone, and, boy, he got quiet on that. I go, how could these charges be dropped? I said, how could that happen? And he goes, well, they didn't have standing. I go, that's a crock. You know, yeah, I mean, he's he, he is he is an obstructionist, Robin Voss. 
Um, yep. Him and him and uh, Kath, Kath, Kathy, what's her name again, Brandon? Kathy Bernier. Kathy Bernier. Kathy Bernier, Megan, all the rest of the WEC. These are actual criminals that we know that are in Wisconsin. Um, you know, when you got criminals running your government, um, you know, they either, they should either right now either say, hey, I um, if they're not true criminals, then they should be the ones right now to say, you know what? Um, yeah, I made a mistake. I really was that stupid. I didn't realize that all these evidence, I realized I'm Kathy Bernier. And I, I thought the stuff that Gableman had wasn't real, but I thought the, but or that that wasn't real because uh, this has, he has no reason to all of a sudden he's in charge of your own investigation, Kathy, and you're not going to believe his stuff, but you're going to believe some fake audit down in, in Fulton County, Georgia, where, you know, they counted the paper there. Yeah, they did that everywhere. It doesn't matter. The, the paper you run off on a copier is fake. You know, I'm sorry, Kathy Bernier, but did you watch the suitcases? I can't wait. You know what? Tim, would you be able when so will she see when True to Vote comes there with their thing? Will Kathy Bernier be able to see what they bring for evidence or not? If she watches Wisconsin Eye from her home, I can't imagine her being in the Capitol. But frankly, that's a great question, Mike. She should be at the Capitol. She should be in the hearing room when it happens. But I'll bet you a dollar to a donor she won't be there. But yeah, she and I should be there too. because she's forever going to be going down. As a, unless yeah. she does a flip, she, I don't even have to speculate. Traitor, no, traitor, no. traitor. Traitor to our deep. country. There, there's either ego, Mike, and or they're so deep and so negative for so long they can't get past doing the right thing because they've they've been so wrong all along. It, it's I don't know if it's an ego thing or a. Um, oh no no no! It can't thing. be an yeah. ego thing. Nobody would let their country. I don't care. I mean, yeah. to me, to me, it's worse than any Democrat. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. What she's yeah. doing, what Kathy Bernier is doing, there is no explanation. You have rhinos. But then you have people that are criminals, and you got to call them what they are. A rhino um, is, a, you know, looks like a Republican, but they're really a Democrat. Kathy Bernier is a criminal, as far as I'm concerned, because you don't, yeah. you can't explain why you would yeah. sit there and lie to the American people and say there's nothing, no crime in the election. Yep. This is what Dominion yep. does. This is what Jenna Ellis does. Uh, I mean, Jenna Griswold, not Jenna Ellis. Uh, this is what Jenna Griswold does. This is what uh, Brad Rassenberger does. They're lying to the American people because they were criminals, period. I mean, this is there's no other explanation why a Republican goes that extra mile, like your Robin Buss, to obstruct something. What are you hiding? What are they hiding? Like I said to, I said to Robin, why don't you have? Why don't you just go down to pick any machine in, in any machine, anyone in Wisconsin? I don't care if it's Dominion, ESNS, Hart, Diabold, Smartmatic. Take one machine. They've, he's been told. Robin Voss has been told it takes two weeks, two weeks, everybody, to do a forensic audit right through the routers. Two weeks. Boom. There it is. Robin, what are you hiding? Are you hiding this? Why did you let <laughs> Dominion come into Wisconsin? And the yep. WEC and start doing the trusted build and deleting our 2020 election, right? I mean, it doesn't make it, sense. If he's been disingenuous, Mike, that's why it, it should have been done. This was 17 months ago. This happened. It should have been done a long time ago. So, it's disgusting. Yeah. They're trying to run out the yeah. clock, and all yeah, these sure. Republicans that are traitors, they want to run out the clock too. They want to run it past the 2022 election. We lose our country forever, and it's over. Now you know. Yeah. And this is the fight we're in now. And Tim, I know you're running for governor. 
this is awesome because we need we need um, people that we need people politicians that have the people's back. This is like a yep. side bonus of this. Once we get rid of these machines, by the way, did you know there's uh, we're doing? Um, I wish I had my notes here. I can't. It's a preliminary injunctions against every single state. We're going to start with seven. Of, I believe Wisconsin's on that list to get to get these to deem these machines illegal. They can't be in the state and defective devices. And uh, the the voters are the uh, end commissioners and everything. But the voters, they're the plaintiffs. So we're going to run this through every every single state. We're going to start with seven. I believe Wisconsin's included in that first round. I know Minnesota is and I know South Dakota is. And uh, so there uh, um, we've got a lot of people. I just came from South Dakota. Big meetings we get uh, to get people to get started. This is going to come across very quickly. Um, yep. I wonder what old Robin's going to do when uh, when his machines are outlawed, you know, in, in his in his state. Wouldn't that be something? Can you make Robin Wisconsin on? Can you get Wisconsin on your list, Mike, right away? Can they be one of the seven? Please? Yeah, I believe they are one of the seven. Um, Good. Um, Brett, um, I, I don't have my. I should text and see if it is one of the seven. I'll, I'll let I'll let the audience know if Wisconsin is one of the seven here shortly. Okay. Also, um, if you guys don't mind my breaking in real quick, just to get your feedback on this before we go to our next guest, I want you guys. I don't. I don't think I've had a chance to tell you this off camera, Mike. Much less you, Tim. But if you guys can see my screen real quick, what this is, this comes from the World Economic Forum, and this includes your big dogs with the International Monetary Fund, uh, the head of the European Union Commission. I mean, you're talking people connected to the United Nations. You're talking about big players who are on the uh, board of trustees of the World Economic Forum. Okay. So the point I'm making is major, major policymakers have now openly put out in their World Economic Forum requiring a digital identity. We've talked about that for a long time. But now, Mike, I thought you should know one of the things they're openly stating now under e-government, if you see that in front of you toward the left, e-government for citizens to access and use services, file taxes, vote, collect benefits. So in the future, they're now saying to be able to vote, you're going to have to have a digital. They want to push it to you have to have a digital identity. Of course, the question is, will they then be able to deem certain people domestic terrorist, extremist, whatever, and turn off their they can't vote. So they're going so far to want to continue with machines and digitizing. They now want everyone to have a digital identity to be able to vote. Wow. Well, you see, guys, this is uh, um, <laughs> it brings up what we just found. Uh, also, the do you guys realize that the federal, the 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 overseas votes? It doesn't surprise me, Brandon, because the overseas votes just this is federalized. These are all of our of our uh, troops, of all, all of our uh, military votes, and then anyone that's out of the, out of the country can apply. And do you realize how they're done? They're done by email, Brandon. Oh. You apply, you get an email, you apply for it, you get an email sent to you, you fill out the form, you send it back to, uh, does anyone want to guess where? Yeah, where? The machine companies. Oh, really? So you send it back to them, this centralized location. Now, they disperse it out to all the counties. So in your county, you press a button to print these, and you see who they all voted for. Well, we know of at least three now. We've checked it's 100% Biden votes, and these are from our military. But the point being is 
And by the way, so there's no there's no paper. This is printed off on a printer. Okay, so it's all done by email, Brandon. It used to be. Remember, we used to. They used to have to mail them in, so they would apply for this. You know, weeks earlier, so yes. they can mail in their vote. Yes. You know, physically mail it in from overseas. Nobody does that anymore. It's all done by email. Now think about that. That's 1.2 million votes in the United States in the last election. Of those 1.2 million, we're checking into it. Think if every one of them, we already know three counties, think if they all went to Biden 100%. This is our military. How shameful. All these all these states like Wisconsin, it flips Wisconsin. I've seen the charts. You know what? Tomorrow night, maybe I'll bring that on and show what, uh, you know, this is an ongoing investigation, but it's the... Uh, that uh, that we have going right now, but we do know that the uh, not you know let's just here's a county that normally here's one county in uh, a state of Georgia. So normally you got five votes from overseas applied for. This was 255 votes, 100% for Biden. The military, do you think the military you think they're voting for Biden? But 100%, Brandon, not one vote for Donald Trump. Good grief. And there's two other counties, so think of this. Think what they can do with emailing in and what you're talking about there. You guys, if there are machines used, computers, computers, not just the Dominion machines and Smartmatic and that, any electronic computers, polling devices, all this stuff, boom, you've got to go to paper ballots, clean up the voting rolls for one-day voting, and uh, this is what it's got to be or we lose our country forever. It's that simple, and these guys like Robin Voss that don't want to uh, don't want to uh, uh, fix 2020 and learn from it. Hey Tim, are you still there? Tim? Yes, sir, I am. Tim, I want to say it real quick, and then Brandon, do you have another guest coming yep, on? We do, we do. You, you guys, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I said it at the rally I spoke at for the for the uh, president, for our real president. Um, I did my first infomercial in October 7, 2011. I was living in my sister's basement. I had five employees. 40 days later, I had 500. People have heard that story. Took in $100 million in the spring of 2012. $100 million. At the end of it, on one day, six months later, in, in like June of 2012, I woke up. I was $6 million in debt. And I'm going, what did I do? What went wrong? Well, if 2012 hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here 2,700 employees and 74 million my pillows later because it took two years to dig out, but it wasn't just digging out. It was learning everything that had went wrong in from the betrayal to uh, people that took advantage, vendors that took advantage, corruption, all these different things. I had to open up this onion and go, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? Bring it in house. Get a new system put together, which is what my pillow does now. That you've seen our ads everywhere. That we we do something that's kind of like an anomaly out there. That what we the way we've done stuff. But I had to learn what happened in 2012. So the 2020 election will go down in history as one of the most important, if not the most important, election in history because it's going to change everything by taking apart that election and learning what happened, and learning from it. To get to this beautiful place out in the future, uh, that's where that's where everything is at here. Just like I had to learn from 2012, 
We have to learn from that, and that includes getting rid of the machines. It includes getting in politicians that have the people's back, like Tim, and uh, and get and getting rid of all these platforms that were corrupt, like Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook, like um, you know Twitter, all these things. All the companies out there, like AT&T, who just de- are trying to deplatform OEN. But you understand what I'm saying? We're going to learn. It's amazing time, everybody, to, in history. We're going to learn. We're learning so much from it. We get through this. It's going to be amazing. But we and we're also going to learn where the obstructionists were, the traitors. I call them traitors. They're all traitors. The ones that don't that don't do anything. You legislatures in Wisconsin, not just Robin Voss, all you legislatures. And Brandon, I want to put them up again or tell people where to find them on the website. Go to click on the Wisconsin, call every one of your legislatures, decertify Wisconsin. We need to get rid of the machines and decertify Wisconsin. End of story. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, let me just say, Tim, before we let you go and get our next guest, um, please keep your eye out and let us know immediately of any legislation, and please be on the lookout for it, uh, legislation in Wisconsin that is going to duplicate the legislation in Colorado that we will cover tonight with State Representative uh, Hanks, who's running for U.S. Senate in Colorado. The legislation is moving quickly in Colorado. I don't have time to list all the things it will do, but it will criminalize speech by election officials. That is critical of the administration of elections. That's Section 8. Uh, it uh, forbids county personnel from making a backup image of the hard drives of any component of the voting system. Of course, uh-huh. that this conflicts with the clerk's statutory duties to preserve election records for 25 months in Colorado, 22 at the federal level. It makes it a Class A-1 misdemeanor penalty up to 18 months in jail or 5,000 fine or both for refusing to comply with rules or orders of the Secretary of State. Um, this is ridiculous. I mean, there's more here, but this basically takes all of your local elections, puts them in the power of your Secretary of State. This, of course, is why I believe it was in 2010 I started warning about George Soros and his Secretary of State projects. And, of course, we know Jenna, Jenna uh, there um, in Colorado is supposed to be head of that for the Democrats on a national level. So watch, because I'm being told tonight that this is the model in Colorado for the rest of the nation. Wow. Oh. Can you hook me up with that, that gentleman, uh, Brandon, offline? Give him I will. I will text address. you his contact info tonight. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, we'll be in touch. Appreciate it. Good night. God bless America. Yes, Thanks, Mike. Um, yep. Yeah, and that's uh, in Georgia. You know, Georgia's a lot like that. So much power with the Secretary of State. They're crooked. Brad Rasselberg. Yeah, but you you hit it on the head. Jenna Griswold is head of all them other Secretary of States, those Democrat Secretary of State. Colorado is ground zero for this for this fight right now. And other states would argue, but remember, we have all the stuff that was deleted, all the reports came out. What Dominion and Jenna Griswold did in Colorado, crimes against humanity. She will end up in prison, prison, and more prison. Jenna Griswold is a criminal beyond all criminals. Uh, the mo- one of the most evil people this country's ever seen. Fact, and that's that. They have bashed down doors of innocent mothers and pulled their daughters down the steps by their hoodies, put them out in the yard with their underwear, never pressed charges. This is the, they've weaponized, the FBI weaponized law enforcement, uh, but Jenna Griswold has, and she's abused uh, 
abused her citizens, and now you tell me she's coming up with laws so she can get away with the crime in the future. But I got news for you, Jenna. It's too late. You already committed a murder, and we caught you. A murder? It's over, a Jenna. A murder? A murder? No. Well, a murder, I mean, it's a parallel, it's, a, well, it's an analogy, Brad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you've already, you've already committed one of the biggest crimes ever. It's like when you when you commit a murder and throw the gun in the river, it's called right. spoilation. You right. can't throw evidence away. We have what they did in Colorado. So that that's a good point. You know what? All you people out there, all you rotten journalists, with, with Mike Lindell says Jenna Griswold committed murder. There's a good one for you, you rotten journalists. Take, take that sound bite. You know oh, what? They will. They will. You trust me. Look, yourselves look like fools. That was uh, what do they call that? It's an analogy. Hyperbole. Uh, hyperbole. Hyperbole. I mean, I'm comparing what she did. She already got caught. You have committed a, the big one of the biggest crimes against our country and humanity ever. Right. And you know what? It will manifest to murder. It would manifest to all that because you're killing a country. You're killing the people. You're taking our freedom. Well, and you're putting it. If you use election fraud to put in people that further partial birth abortion, abortion, infanticide, active euthanasia, rationing of health care, that ends up being murder. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's something. But anyway, let's bring okay, her. We got Courtney Gills. Yeah. Courtney Gills is joining us tonight. Courtney, we first got to know you in person at CPAC. You were with your husband, who we first got to know because he was the expert that was brought in by the Trump administration to go to Georgia, uh, and he was their expert on voter fraud. And then, of course, we met you, his better half, at CPAC. And you are running for what? Hi, guys. I am running for U.S. Congress in North Carolina District 4. Thank you so much for having me on. Glad to have you on. Mike? And I am endorsing you for that right now. Yeah. Congratulations, Courtney. I've been, uh, Courtney, I've been so busy. I know I've been trying to get you on the show. And, and you're the, uh, I believe you're the ninth or maybe the tenth person now that I've endorsed. I'm being very careful on who I endorse, everybody. Uh, these are people that have our back, not politicians. You've heard what can happen. What can happen when you have, when you elect people that either you know are basically criminals, I call them. They are, um, or you elect legislators that are out there. They can't all be criminals, I believe, Brandon. You know, all the legislators, they can't all be criminals. But then, what are they? Why don't they want to help the people? So you are elected for that. If you're ignoring the crime, I say you're part of the crime, and I call that criminal. If I know, if I know a friend of mine did a crime, and I'm and I'm cover it up, or I'm trying to, or I'm. It's sitting right there. Hey, your friend committed a crime. It's right here. No, I don't think he did. No, I'm just going to ignore it. Please, nobody call on me. Nobody call on me. That's where they're at. So we need to have Courtney like yourself. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your what, what you got going on there? What Tell us about yourself. Give us that sales pitch. Well, I want to thank you so much for your endorsement. I want you to know that I'm even careful on who I even ask for an endorsement because I really applaud how you really want to bring truth to light. You stand on Christian values and you want the truth to be known in the election in 2020 because that's what got me started as well. And I don't ask people for endorsements that I don't feel like I want to identify with myself. So I really appreciate your endorsement. And yes, I'm a Christian conservative nurse. I've been nursing for almost 10 years, mostly ER. So I like to tell people, no, I don't have 
political experience, but who wants another politician, right? Um, I've been nursing and advocating for patients and, you know, empathizing with their needs and figuring out what they need and fighting for that in, in the hospital. And now I want to advocate for our constitutional rights in Congress because we see that those rights and freedoms are slipping away very quickly. And I love that you guys just brought up the World Economic Forum because I think that's where everything circles back. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, why run for a federal office so quickly? And I just say, you know, we look at all these problems and if you follow the money, it all leads back to our federal government printing money and spending money. And there's strings attached to that money. And that's where we're having problems in schools with indoctrination. That's where we have these politicians that are rhinos that are getting paid off and not speaking truth, just like in Georgia, where we see Republican leadership that is not willing to talk about what happened in Georgia. And so I really thank you for this opportunity. I hope I have the honor of representing North Carolina and U.S. Congress in 2022. And by the way, well, uh, Courtney, you also quit your job uh, out of uh, conviction in your conscience about what was happening, correct? Yeah, I saw where the CDC was really just manipulating people. We've all seen where they've changed their recommendations. Fauci's changed his recommendations weekly almost, and and they're hypocritical. You know, you'll you'll hear one thing, and that will be disproved because apparently the science is changing, and apparently the science is changing now, and suddenly they can unmask our children. But, you know, the science doesn't change that quickly, and there was multiple things that I would see in the hospital that were different than what the public was hearing on the news. And that was incredibly frustrating. And once the vaccine rolled out, um, I was at the end of 2020, they proposed, you know, if you don't want to take the vaccine, you had to sign saying that. And this is, again, less than a year into the pandemic. You had to sign saying, I'm aware I can't get COVID from the vaccine. And I'm aware that I'm risking the lives of my patients, all the patients in the hospital and all of my friends and family. And with this information, I'm willing to decline. And I thought that was so incredibly manipulative. And then I've seen uh -huh. from that point on how the jargon has been just, it's just been, you know, what came out with the Pfizer vaccine. It came from Pfizer, the idea that you're protecting someone else by taking the vaccine, which is completely against science. And then, you know, they started mandating this vaccine and both of my parents work in the hospital and they are frontline respiratory therapists. And they were both told if you don't take it, you're, going to lose your, their job. And that was the point where it touched my family. And those freedoms are just, we're losing them quicker and quicker. And I've talked to older generations where you can tell they're saying these things are not, these things are happening faster than they've ever happened. In Absolutely. Their Absolutely. And by the way, we're now seeing as reported at, at Worldview Report, uh, our nightly newscast here last night, that there's a study coming out of the UK with the insurance industry that is showing a massive excess of death among millennials. Massive excess of death among millennials. And, and this is coming from the insurance study out of the UK that I cited in the news report. We're already seeing that here in the US, but I mentioned millennials. It's showing up with other age groups, but millennials, this is very, very young people. Wow. Yeah, it's been very frustrating. And then, you know, them, you know, almost forcing the vaccine. I haven't actually heard where children have been, you know, required to take the vaccine. But, you know, if you, I mean, my husband, you guys have met him. He's a data analyst, and he always looks at it as a risk-benefit analysis per individual. And for children under 18 years old, it's almost a 0% chance that they're going to die of COVID. They're more likely to drown 
than they are to die of COVID. And so, yes, when you look at the number of incident reports that have been reported for COVID, and unfortunately, like you said, it's overseas data that we're actually seeing that's truthful. We're not getting that in America anymore because of the censorship. And it's terrifying to see how people are just being manipulated and going right along with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the, we just had, and the, the sad thing, too, is the media there, too. We just, there was a report, I think it was uh, um, a couple weeks ago. In fact, Brandon, we got to get it back up here on Frank's speech. Uh, Emma Robinson had actually wrote a report that was up there, and I got word today uh, they couldn't find our website. I might have got pushed off, but but both Newsmax, Fox, and others took, uh, what was it upwards, Brandon, upward a billion dollars. Yeah, it was a take, billion dollars they, they doled out to the right, media outlets. They dispersed out so they could sit and, and, not, and lie. And when I say lie, they're promoting the vaccine, but nobody could go out there and say why not to take it. And you certainly could not talk about anything therapeutics, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, oleandrin, all these things that, that worked. And, uh, and this is just part of where, you know, the, that, that, quieted not, that quieted all the media. You know, they didn't have to do that for the election. With the election, they had the bad media over here because they, the, the, the corrupt media over here, the rotten journalists that are watching tonight, uh, that over here, which some of them are coming around. I actually retweeted, I, or not retweeted, I lost my Twitter, but I actually shared uh, four different articles written about Tina Peters in, in Colorado, and I'm not going to name the journalists. They knew who they are. They're very respectful, and they're starting to come around just reporting the news. I don't care if they attack me, but they report the news. And we had a little, a little bit the other night, uh, Courtney, we had uh, Gableman, when he came out about the election fraud in Wisconsin, Newsmax had, actually had on Jenna Ellis, a constitutional lawyer, with talking about the Gableman report. And we had Tucker actually talk about the, the crime with Gableman. So maybe there is hope for the media, but, you know, we by the time the media comes around, uh, I believe we, you know, we would lose uh, we would lose our country if nobody was taking action. And And one of the things when you talk about those, the mandates and all that stuff, um, you know, in, in firsthand, I know people that died, friend, or very good friends of mine, their parents died as soon as they took the uh, vaccines within hours. And I also know people that got COVID that had never had COVID that got the vaccine. And a week later, they got the, they got COVID, the China yeah. virus. So I think people are getting educated and the word just keeps leaking out and, and all this nonsense, it comes back to one thing, November 3rd, uh, or, you know, 2020. And and the, um, there's no, the, the, if it doesn't make sense to help anyone, uh, to help all people or any people, you know there's some other hidden agenda behind it. I mean, how cool was that that all the truckers went Canada that the, the that they take down, five provinces take down their mandates so you people can go into Canada again. I mean, that was a big victory, but you heard what they said. Now, it wasn't because of the truckers. Now it's okay. We It's medically okay now to come in into Canada, and you can fish on a lake a half a mile from another person. And what? You're not going to get the China by It's a miracle. I mean, it's just, you know. But they, but they don't want to, you know, like you say, everything changes daily. And uh, I think you're going to see, um, um, I guess I just seen, Brandon, did you see the other day too? On, I think it was one of the airlines. I want to say it was American Airlines or United Airlines, something. 
where they actually are hiring back people that yep. quit their jobs yep. Yep. because they would not take the shot. Yep, they didn't want to look like a junkie. And, and then I also heard there's people, is it true they're up to four shots now? They're on the fourth shot. I know over in Israel it could be up to eight now. But, I mean, they're already on the fourth shot. Is that true? They are on the fourth shot. And I there's actually a nonprofit in North Carolina that was started by a pilot that has gotten, I think he actually maybe even worked for American Airlines. I know that's been uh, one of the number one groups that pilots have stepped up and they've just said, you know, I'm not going to work. You know, I'm not going to give into this. I mean, for a pilot, it's almost worse. You know, if you have a side effect from this vaccine, there's no repercussions for the pharmaceuticals or for the government or for the business that forced the vaccine because they were following what the government said. And so these people can lose their entire livelihood because you can't have health problems as a pilot. Wow. Well, there's our music. Thank you, Courtney. All right. Thank Thank you, you, Courtney. You're going to be the best, uh, the uh, best, my best endorsement right there. Here she is, Courtney. God bless you. Thank That's you so the much. Lindell Report. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks, thanks Brandon. You're watching Lindell. Okay, TV. everybody on. I didn't-